Shut up and sit down. All beautiful people are listening to the Dial Podcast with Matt Lee Grand, Evan Price, Lance Hepler, and Jake Von Turing. Tip of the day, an inch of time is an inch of gold, but you can't buy that inch of time with an inch of gold. So, get off your butt and make good use of your time, preferably on a bike. Did you mean for all those words to come out together, or did they just fall out randomly? Hi, and welcome back to the Dial Podcast. I am Jake Von During, and today I'm here with Evan Price. What's everybody drinking today? Matt brought my drink today, actually. Yeah, it's, what is this, Izzy sparkling Izzy? drink? I don't know. It's we're, got. We're going through a lot of different sparkling waters usually, here. Yeah, we do. This one has calories in it and sugar. sugar. And has a lot, a lot of sugar. sugar. Yeah, it tastes yeah. pretty sweet. So it's not quite up to our normal standards. I like Polar better. Okay. Polar ranks yeah. a little bit above it right now. Yeah. <laughs> and Jake, you're on coffee? I'm on coffee duty today. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm trying to wake myself up. And that voice you just heard, Mr. Matt Legrand. What's up, ladies and gentlemen of the internet? You guys are looking absolutely fantastic today. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you very yeah. much. Yep. Hey, yep. They were on time today. Last week they were a little early. but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Getting better. And finally, we've got oh. Lance Romance. Missing in hey, action. Lance? Missing in action. Lance? Lance, no pants. Lance. <laughs> Lance. Where, where are you? He's in he's Moab, Moab, actually. So <laughs> it probably is echoing wherever he's at right That's now. That's true. But, yeah. Does it echo under the arch there? I mean, I assume. I haven't been to Moab, but I assume everything echoes there. Yeah. yeah. And all of his kids are there, I think. I think the whole crew, his whole crew is yeah, there. Yeah, I so. saw some pictures, and they've got the whole uh, shooting match out there. Look like they're having a good time. So. Oh, man. Mm-hmm the whole Mother's Day thing and they posted up a cool picture of the whole family which was nice. fun to see so yeah so we've got uh, Lance gone today and you've got the three of us let's get started on our backpedal Evan what's up so my only news from this backpedal outside of yet another training week that went fine mm-hmm. is I got a new bicycle Ooh, I think I think on this podcast anytime that any of one that's sitting around the table gets a new bike we should always celebrate a new bike day oh, or yeah. something yeah. party time this was excellent I can't thank the man sitting across the table enough. Jake put together for me a Ferrari of bicycles. This the thing, Ferrari. I haven't. So I, I, I was thinking about. I haven't had a new bike day since I got that Shiv, which yeah. was, oh my god, that that was years ago. Like I don't even really remember when it was. I was still in Ohio, and that was a long time ago. And I remember how excited I was for that, and it pales in comparison to how excited I was to get on this bike yesterday. Yeah. What bike did you get, Evan? I got the BMC TM01, and it is slippery fast with SRAM access components, a head disc, and 
the Coppig is Pro Design, right? It is. It's yeah. Their, uh, is it the T4? T4, I think. Yeah. The, yeah. the carbon mm-hmm. cockpit. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. That thing is super so, slick. Looking. So I'm big on, that I know, looks like some people like naming their bikes. So I'm big oh. on naming my bikes. Kit. Oh. Kit. So. Kit. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> oh, hold on a second. It's got kind of like a stealth fighter look to yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So what was that old... Um, there was the helicopter that looked like a stealth fighter, like air oh, or something. Oh, yeah, air dog. Or, was that what it was? Air, so someone's going to correct We us. actually, I talked with, so my, my for, for people on this podcast who don't know, my, my dad had worked uh, in the Air Force okay. for well, years and years. Okay, well, there's a good person to Yep, so, 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 so my dad was military for sure, years sure, and years sure, sure. and years, and he's retired now, but uh, my dad worked on the B-2 stealth bomber program. Really? So I told him last night, I was like, I'm calling it B-2. That's the name is oh, the B-2. Nice. B2 and bomber. if you look up pictures of the B-2 stealth bomber, the thing is just an awesome You might want to dig a little bit deeper because the, the pilots actually will name the, the planes. Yeah. Maybe you can go out there and find like a cool B-2 name. That Ooh, they, I they, should. They Cause I'm sure my dad knows a couple You just don't want to get it mixed yeah. up with the uh, the Felt because I think Felt made a B-2. Oh, or, did they? Or was it B-12? I don't know. No, that's a vitamin. But Felt makes no, um, a B-series. Yeah. They do uh, make a B-series bike. Yeah, so you don't want it to get confused with that. We can even call it the Stealth Bomber, too, which is pretty cool. Now you got to come up with like some crazy... like. Yeah, we need to... Yeah, we'll, we'll come up with something. We'll dig. We're going to do something around that, which I like a lot. And it was it's fine because the, the, the Shiv um, is, for whatever reason, the color combination that they had for this bike that I had was a Jamaican flag color. Yeah. So we called it Cool Runnings, which I thought was a really <laughs> cool name. I thought that was awesome because that's a great movie. But um, that, yeah, so so that is now the, the, the shiv that I've been riding on for years is going to be my training bike still. Yeah. But, oh, my God, I hopped on that that BMC yesterday. Where'd and you go? So I went around, actually right around this area. I went down to the hustle route, uh-huh. okay. which for, for me is my favorite little TT spot now because yeah. it really, I think, simulates what the chat course is going to, uh, Chattanooga course is going to okay. be like. It's got some, you know, fast sections, but then it's got lo- those long, steady, false flats. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was just telling Jake before this, I have don't think I've ever gone up. So everybody in this region kind of knows Lake Road heading up, um, up the climb, which I think Jake, you still have that KOM, don't you? I think so. Did. I think so. Took a time trial bike over well, there. Well, <laughs> and I feel like I'm cheating going up this thing with it, but that was the first time I ever held that entire climb in the arrow. Wow. And that's a decently long climb to be. I'm usually not the type of guy who likes holding arrow for climbs. Yeah. So that's how comfortable I felt on that, which was the only thing I was nervous about going out is yeah. like, I know the bike's going to be fast. I just needed to make sure that I, I was going to be able to ride it hard. Yeah. And just hopping on it without having made really any adjustments, the thing was, you know, absolutely buttery fast. So you you alluded to the fact that you have the BMC, the TM, which is short for Time Machine. Time Machine, Which yeah. is their uh, their TT bike. And there is a Time mm-hmm. Machine road bike version of this bike, which yes. is just their aero road bike. I need to get with BMC and talk to them about using more Naming. than just the same. Yeah, it's like. They need to got, mix that up. Yeah. <laughs> You've got unlimited things that you can come up with. Yeah. Why do you have to call them pretty much road the same machine, thing? Road Machine, Time Machine. Yeah, they need yeah. to they anyway, branch out. Yeah, neither here nor there. I, branding anyway yeah. um so you've got the tt bike that has disc brakes mm-hmm. on it what's your yeah compare and contrast the shift yeah. braking with the rim brake and so the, the disc brake i had never ridden disc brakes before actually even Out, on a road bike outside of just testing bikes around yeah i never i never ridden yeah. disc brakes before not like even like on a mountain bike or anything um no because i really not not done a ton really? of mountain biking in okay. my life yeah confession time i've never ridden disc either. yeah seriously yep. yeah my God, you guys. I, I was think. expecting. So here's, this is so embarrassing to talk about. I, I was expecting in my head, I'm like, I've got to be so careful with these brakes. I'm going to go flying over the front. <laughs> right? That's what I think. It too. feels almost exactly the same Does to me, it? except it's more responsive and I like it better. 
Yeah, and it's, like when you need to stop, when you need to stop. It's a lot more confident. Exactly. Yeah. I feel so. much more confident with if I need to stop that I'm good. But I was picturing like, well, I just can't touch the brakes again. Like that's what I was picturing in my head is like, yeah. these things are going to be so responsive. I'm going to tap these brakes and go flying over the front of this wheel. But no, it's, it's, and I like it because I feel, uh, it, I feel like I can feather the brakes a little bit easier yep. and hit corners a little bit faster without yep. having to be mm. as, you know, I think I've, I've always been a bad corner when it comes to the cycling world right. because I've always been. You know, I mean, like, like I said, I've only had a couple new bike days in my life. Well, you also and, come from time trialing, which you, it's hard yeah. to time trial, be a good time trialer in yeah. corner a lot. Like that, and they I don't, just, doesn't and, go together very and, well. And I just had a season where I bike race and I did a ton of crits. And I think that year I was very good at cornering, but I right. crashed so many times that year in situations that weren't always, definitely were not always my fault, but I just got like so jittery into corners mm-hmm. after that season yeah. that, you know, and I mean, you can only crash so many times before it's like, oh my God, like I can't deal with sliding out one more time and having six guys lay down in front of you. Yeah. So yeah. you'll find yeah. that it's very confidence inspiring. Once you get that bike out there and mm-hmm. put it through a few more um, trials, if you will. Yeah. Um, and you start to find some different scenarios where that braking is actually going to you know, pay dividends and, and play to your mm-hmm. advantage, you're going to be very, very enthralled with that. And you're going to want to oh, actually yeah. get rid of your road bike. And switch I'm, that I'm telling you why, because I'm, I'm probably yeah. going to, that's, you that's should switch your road bike. At my some next, point. Oh, I, I need to do yeah. it sooner than later. It's got to happen. That, that road bike, but is, you're going to keep that whew. bike because that's your, your, I don't know. That thing's getting, you've had that day. thing forever, framed. right? Yeah. It's like your old best friend. So it is. put it up on the wall. That'd be a nice. Yeah. Did you post your ride to Strava? Your TT? God, I, I don't, I need to, I need to get on this guys. I just, it's like he I'm, manually inputs I'm stuff. doing everything else like decent, yeah. like like I'm on top of everything else no, in my life right not. now. Probably and not. then the one thing that we always talk about when we come here, I think like some sort of technology I still thing. Haven't, I still haven't gotten that but down he yet. He did. He went in there and he uploaded like a manual. So he yeah. input the time. He put like mm-hmm. how far he went. He even put a picture up but there not, too. But you're not winning segments or anything like that because no, you don't no. have GPS data. Yeah. You didn't no. like you could start your phone and just keep it in your pocket. That's Here. that's what I was about to do, but the only problem is my battery was really low. Oh, okay. So I was like, I knew it was going to run out of battery as soon as I did that. And I don't have unlimited data, so I'm like kind of yeah, iffy on okay. that too. Yeah, so yeah. batch of those Garmin 530s that just came. In. Maybe you need to snag one of those, my that friend. That would be a good well, my, computer for you. My 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 Garmin, I like the, the oh, yeah, bike computer, do. but I only have a mount on my road bike. So so so, so, so I use my watch for um for so, any time I'm on a TT bike. Okay, which is and you don't you don't want to have a bike computer on your TT bike? Probably not. Maybe I'd, for I don't training, like but it. not for racing. Yeah, that would be the only time is for training. I need to get the little attachment. To, I, yeah. I yeah. probably have 20 of those Garmin oh, mounts. And for every 20 that it. he has, I've probably got about three more. <laughs> I so. know, right? It's like, it's like Jake has bike things. <laughs> it's, yeah, <laughs> I got that stuff. You, yeah. We, I got to yeah. hit you up for something it's later. Time, it's time for me to start moving slowly into 24. I'm doing this slowly. So I just really, uh, this last week, actually did a little bit of research and started to get to know Excel did, better. Did you use the internet or did you well, no, use no, the I got, library? I really got Do Excel down. system? So, so, so I got so. the like little equations you can put into Excel. Yeah. I reminded oh, wow. myself on all those. Big so time. I've got those oh, kind of down now. Okay. So let me do Excel first, and then we'll work on uh, syncing Garmin. Okay. You know, then, next we'll, week. then we'll talk about <laughs> we'll talk about the World Wide Web. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And then one other thing on that bike: How did you like the uh, the SRAM access? The, so the one by drivetrain, that one by twelve. How was yeah. it? So smooth. There's. I don't think I'm gonna. The only thing I did notice is probably on a ten to twelve percent climb. Yeah. It's gonna be tough with the cassette I have right now. That's what I was thinking. But I am used to low gear climbing. That's actually right. how I've climbed for years, so I'm fine with it. But oh my gosh, that thing is. I could stay in the arrow, hit 
any false flat and just shift through those gears without even no break. And what's no nice break. about that one by drivetrain with the 12 gears in the back, mm-hmm. you're always a click away from right where you need to be. Oh, and yeah. you don't have to fuss around with that front derailleur. Isn't yeah. that nice? Oh, it's yeah, so yeah. nice. It, it just takes any worry out of your mind of a mechanical issue, yeah. which is great. Yeah. So for any of our listeners that didn't watch my SRAM video on mm-hmm. YouTube, shame on you. Yes. <laughs> uh, you have a 50 tooth in the front. Yep. And it's, um, 1026 26 1026 yep. in the mm-hmm. back okay yep. that's a gearing which surprisingly a 50 26 is it's crazy yeah. is a pretty good ratio is for it? climbing it okay. really is i, I mean know. i was running really high cadence going up lake road like and, Where, and i am not a high cadence rider were you in the 26 going up that that's not no, that steep no i was in probably something like 24 the, or something. the 24 yeah yeah i think i was in the 24 that's fun. Yeah. Matt, when he's at work tomorrow, we might need to borrow it. Break Seriously. into his, his apartment and yep. go grab that. This is why <laughs> This is why I've, I've, I've talked with Jake. Me and Jake's inseam are pretty darn close. Our We're, fit is insanely yeah. close. Yeah, really. you told We're me about after the you made the adjustments fit. on yours, I'm like, damn, that's like less than a quarter of an inch away from where I need to be. So yeah. we're talking about just millimeters. So yeah. Wow. That's yeah. nice. Handy. That it's is. good to have friends like that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Everybody just find a TT buddy who's your exact fit. <laughs> there you go. Share a bike. And then share a bike. Yeah. Matt, you want to backpedal for us? Sure. Um, good week of training. I I don't remember exactly what it was. Maybe somewhere 16 to 18 hours worth of training. How was that run yesterday uh, for you? It was okay. Um, so that was my big fear. The whole week was like, you know, I'm getting to this point where it's kind of really like, do I need to not do this Ironman race? Like, I'm just not running. Mm-hmm. And so I need to kind of ramp up my long runs. And um, my calves are still bothering me. So I did... I went out the previous weekend and did an eight miler, which is not really a long run in my opinion. But then mm-hmm. this week I did 11 miles and felt okay the whole time. I'm just trying to go real slow and just not, you know, not push anything. And I was, you know, running 745s or something like that yeah. for a lot of the, a lot of the long run. Pretty happy with that. Did a little shorter bike ride. We did a hundred miles the week before. Yeah. Ended up only doing about 60 something and I was going to go up to Multnomah Falls, which is this really beautiful water waterfall um, in the Pacific Northwest area. Mm-hmm. Um, but I went up to Crown Point, which, you know, is one of the turnarounds. And we mm-hmm. kind of had a big group, and my group was turning around early. Um, and Who were you I, riding with? Were you riding was, with Nate? No, um, I was riding with um, Denise Croucher and Bob Croucher and oh, like yeah. a whole bunch mm-hmm. of triathletes from that group. Yep. And so um, the group was, was really nice, but... Um, one of the like girls, like I'd convinced her to come all the way up to Crown Point and she had like this little run in with this car and like, you know, went down and all this stuff. And so oh, it's kind no. of, you know, we were all kind of freaked out anyway. Um, <clears throat> we were coming back from Crown Point and I was just, you know, leading the group, right? I was in the front of the group kind of pulling. I think I was going like 24 miles an hour or something like that. Nice, like, like nice and steady, like nice steady watts, like t- somewhere between 200 and 250 watts. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had been pulling pretty much since Crown Point. Um, and all of a sudden, a uh, group of orange just swarmed me. <laughs> and I knew, I, so I knew Jake, I knew like what their plan, their routes, their basic route was, which was really similar to what I had planned to do, which was yeah. go down to Multnomah Falls. And then I kind of knew where they were because other people were talking about dialed cycling up on Crown Point. They were like, oh, those guys were flying and they went this way. You know? <laughs> so I knew kind of where they were. And I was like, they might pass us on the Who way. Who are these men in orange? Who are these men in orange? <laughs> Well, cause they saw me wearing the orange and they were like, Hey, you know, your teams, you know, they were over here doing uh-huh. this. And I was like, cool, that's awesome. Maybe they'll pass us when we're on our way back home. Yeah. So they did. And as they came past us and it was like 
fast. They came past us so fast. They we just looked at Jake. Well, Jake was just sharing his 43-minute data yeah. with us. I would imagine it was during that time period. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so this was on Marine Drive. So this is Pancake Flat. There was not wind on his back at all. There was probably, if anything, there was probably wind in his face just a little bit. And I was probably going 23, 24. They came past us probably close. 27, 28. Yeah, probably. 27, yeah. 28. Mm-hmm. And... All I hear is it's like, bam, slap. And it was right, slapped me right on the ass. <laughs> right on the ass. And, uh, and you know, immediately they're like five, five, six feet ahead of us, right? Uh-huh. And so um, I just sprint. Yeah. And, uh, and I looked at my watts afterwards. I put in over 800 watts <laughs> to go from whatever. So it was. a max sprint for me. Max Matt. sprint. Yeah. Absolutely. Max sprint. <laughs> I go from whatever it was, 24, and then we go all the way up to like 29, and then all the way up to 30. We go over 30 miles an hour. Yep. And we're pace lining. And Bob came with us, Bob Croucher. Yep. So we had like this. Bob Strong. We had this, yep. we had this really cool like pace line going. Of course, when Jake took the lead, it was, it was game on. It was just like hang on for dear life. Oh, yeah. But uh, it was pretty cool. It was a pretty fun thing. We flew down. I mean, it was probably the fastest I'd gone down Marine Drive. And it wasn't like we had wind on our back. Like no, normally, it, that's the there thing. Was, like there get, was a breeze. Yeah. It was a slight crosswind. Okay. But it wasn't working to our advantage. It was kind of, you could set up a tiny bit of an echelon in there to kind of you know protect yourself a yeah. little bit. But if you're on the front, you felt it. Yeah. 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 It was interesting. I, I mean, I was surprised that I was kind of like, well, you know, if we had something like that with with a little bit of wind on your back, sure. oh man, that would have been insane. Yeah. We got to really start uh, building these TT. Uh, these team time trial teams oh for the state championship. We got we got a couple groups. You just grab th- all three on the spot on the podium. We yeah. need, we can we can put together some solid teams there. Yeah, Matt was, was looking good that day though. He was looking strong on the Matt's bike. Been a lot the I've front. been riding a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, been riding a lot for sure. No, you, it's going okay. You were strong. solid on our century. I mean, yeah. that was you were consistent yeah. the entire day. Like you said, you felt good at the end of the ride. Which anybody who feels good at the end of a century is in shape. I think that wrecked me for this whole week though. <laughs> it, I mean, I felt like I felt like every single day of the the week I would like go and I'd hop on the bike and do a couple miles or whatever. And I anytime I would want to like push a little bit, we rode on Tuesday or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, I was like, like anytime I wanted to push. I was like, I just don't have that extra gear. It was just like, I was just worn out, which yeah. is fine. I mean, I'm in the thick of training. So yeah. it's not, ask not me if you deal. want to ride one day. It's like, yeah. nope. nope. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So this is why I know people ask me, they're like, oh, with, you know, all those train hours, like, I mean, you feeling good through all those? I was like, no, no, I'm no. tired the whole time. Like yeah. it's, it's just a you, consistent level of fatigue. You can, still, just... you can still go out there and do it. You just don't have that high end stuff. It's, no. it's, it was painful, but mm-hmm. you, you did look good on Saturday. Yeah. And another thing yeah. that I noticed, you're hanging on to that train. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I was man. behind Matt. Dodging a sweat bullets was oh, kind of man. funny. The, the <laughs> matrix thing. I sweat really bad. Yeah. You're spitting. Yeah. It's your not mouth a big deal yeah. though. We all sweat. But yeah. um, you're you're looking like you're a little bit more cut and chiseled. I know it's kind of weird to say to you, but yeah, like, yeah, your yeah. legs look like they're showing more definition <laughs> and strength. So you, you're getting stronger on the bike, and I think that Biking, you're, you're leaning yeah. out a little bit and you're getting stronger. So that's good coming up yeah. onto your. This uh, is a. Uh, yeah, I gotta fix the running. Still, it's not perfect. My this, calves really hurt right now. This is how cycling men compliment each other. It's like your calves and you know your calves are looking nice and cut, and your arms are looking skinny. <laughs> you're looking lean. <laughs> like, I always I, when I, when I'm saying like you're looking lean, that means that's a compliment. Think about think about the opposite of yeah. how. And Jake has been in both communities. You've been in the endurance community. You've been in the gym. Yeah, community. <laughs> the difference in how you compliment somebody's fitness is hilarious. It's it's two yeah. sides of the spectrum. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Like if you told somebody, yeah, like dude, you're, you're looking, looking skinny, like, that's great. You're looking ripped. Could you're you, huge. Could you you're imagine? Yeah, right yeah. Now. Like like if I'm in my pre-race, so like right now I'm trying to get down to race weight, and if Matt came in here and told me like, man, you've been lifting, you're looking big, I would be so bummed out. I'd be like, dang oh it. god, dang it. <laughs> dang. Yeah. All right, Jake, how's your week? Mm-hmm. Good. 
gather you're done with your rock fetcher. Yeah, I um, went out and um, drum roll, please. Did my first road race at PR yeah. yep. on Monday night. Yep, this, yep. Uh, a week ago tonight. So um, that was fun. I mm-hmm. was a little nervous. I was a little anxious going into it, not because of like the the race in the the competition component. It's just like I'm so worried about crashing yeah. i was worried for you yeah, yeah. and we had a yeah. big field of people i mean all like the, the the group that we went out with there was about 50 people a nice day for it too yeah. wasn't it? yeah so we went out there and um 14 or 15 laps was just shy of 30 miles i think it was like 28 or 27 28 somewhere in their mm-hmm. miles um and it was good we went out and did the first seven laps at a pretty stiff pace and there was a yeah. couple breakaway attempts and there was a group that left right off the the um the gun the start and there was probably like four or five minute break. So they, they were out there for a while. And I was thinking that, man, if they ring the, the premium lap bell, um, those guys are going to get it. So I'm like, it's going to come down to a sprint, but we managed to reel those guys back in before, um, they rang the bell for the first time. And, um, came around lap seven rang the bell so we had that one lap whoever came across first uh got six points i think second place gets four points and third place gets one point mm-hmm. um i missed it by just a nose getting six really? points so i ended up getting four points which was good and i'm like i can't believe that there's some strong dudes sprinting out there sprinting that well right now that's yeah. huge <clears throat> but yeah <laughs> i'll talk about my shoulder in a second i was gonna say that's <laughs> um <laughs> um anyhow then we came around for the next pre lap, which was probably lap like 10. And mm-hmm. um, I had some teammates in there, and one of them was able to give me a pretty good lead out in the first one. Um, I was um, in a good position. The second mm-hmm. time, there were some guys that kind of broke off the front. It didn't make sense for us to try and you know just bridge up to them and, and burn matches to get into a sprint and then probably get dropped by the field. So we missed the second one. And then we came around for lap 14, um, which was the final lap. And I was in a really good spot. Teammate was going to lean me out again. It was almost looking a lot like it was for the uh, the prem lap. Mm-hmm. And who was the teammate? Um, Rodrigo Colon. Oh yeah, so, Rodrigo. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So we come around the last bend, and mm-hmm. you could see the four or five group in between us. Oh god. And the finish line, and so you've got I don't know maybe a. Know, 800 meters or something like that that's not and good we, we caught them at about 300 meters out if i'm not mistaken so they all kind of squished over the right we all went left and everybody's ramping up trying to find wheels and you have to compress everything down so it's like according it's going to compress down and accordions on the back a little bit yeah it's like oh man i hope i get the right wheel and then when we came around them we were probably 250 200 meters out and then it opened up again but there still isn't a lot of room for you to find the right people because everything no because like, the draft jo- is skinny down yeah. yeah and everybody's jockeying for the the best wheels and positions and i thought i was in a good spot there's a guy that i know has got great legs yeah and there's a story to why he did what he did but um i was in the perfect line and and i'm like you know what i think i can mix it up and i didn't think i was going to win the the sprint but i can at Mm -hmm. least finish like maybe the top three four or five and get more points and then just get a better finish well um the guy that I thought was going to be a great asset to me ended up sitting up. He sat up with about 150 meters to go. I'm like, no, (laughs) (laughs) because the guys that were on his wheel, they squeezed right, went around him and then there was nowhere for me to go. So I literally had to slow down and almost break. Yeah. Going into the sprint with like, 150 meters, I'm like that's not good. <laughs> so finally get around him, and I got back up to to sprint, and I, I passed a few guys, and I, I don't even know where I came in in the, the final, but yeah. um, it wasn't even in the top ten. I think is where you get points. I didn't even get a point from that. So yeah. Um, anyway, what had happened was is they they started the race, and there were still some guys out warming up, and I think they might have started a few minutes earlier than everybody was anticipating, and they might have started just early in general, which was bad on them. But yeah, they they called on on the bullhorn, they blew the whistle and they 
told everybody to get up there. And I even rolled up and I'm like, cause I didn't see my teammate. I'm like, this is the, the one, two, three field. Right. And he's like, Oh yeah, you know, you're yeah. good. I'm like, all right. And I'm looking around. I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe he'll roll up. And then they, they sent us out. And well, what happened was, is there was probably a half dozen guys that didn't hear that. And uh, they came out and they were a lap down. So they're not going to not race, but they're not going to get points for it. Sprint at the end. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. what they were doing is, is they're still going out there getting the workout and they were leading out teammates and then just letting it go. after Exactly. That. So yeah. one of the other guys that has strong legs, I mean, he's like the, the series champ leader uh-huh. right now, Philippe Nystrom. He's super, super strong. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, sweet, I got his wheel that he sat up because he was just done. And I'm like, Oh, that's a shame for him points wise. Yeah. That That's a loss. Yeah. yeah it's just yeah. one race though. It's just bicycle no, yeah, racing. It's not like we're getting say. paid millions of dollars. Nope. <laughs> it's just a, you know, He's still fast either yeah. way. So. so when it all when it all broke down and the, the results came out, I got ninth place overall. So good, not too bad. Um, you know, and had that gone differently, I maybe could have got fourth or fifth place. Which do you get? Cool. Do you get team points for that? Or um, if I keep work? racing, um, it, or it's team like points a total are, at the end. Exactly. Okay. It's based yep. on the how you do overall. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you have to place as well as you can each week to get a good overall yep. standing. So yeah. Yep. It's a little bit more work to get some points for hey, the team. That's, but that's but I know you know. We, 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 we talk about this on a week to week basis, Jake, and I know the, 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 the shoulder's been something that's taken so long to rehab and just from the crash, but like thinking about where you are fitness wise now from where, you know, you were like right, you know, a month after that injury and how down you were from there yeah. to think that you're just right back mixing it up with the best guys in this region uh, is, I mean, that's, that's crazy. big. I still, you know, I still need to get stronger there. I need and, to I, and I know you stay flexible. humble with it, but let's be honest right now, like I should be a guy who's able to drop you on a climb. I don't feel confident dropping you on any climb right now. And that kind of scares me to be honest. No. So that's, that's just showing the level of fitness that Jake's actually it's, at right it's now. Coming around. I'm still trying to drop weight. And you're speaking of, we never did finish our weight challenge. I know. And I, I got somebody <laughs> called me out. On, somebody called me out on that over this weekend. And I shouldn't have said anything. And I, I told him like, shh, don't tell anybody. I'm trying to yeah. sneak up on him. Come for the oh, yeah. sneak attack. I'm, I gained a lot of weight. Like, did you? Yes. Yeah, so I am not 146 pounds. That's for sure. Somebody stepped on the scale and they're only like two pounds away. You're uh-uh. two pounds away. Yeah. I don't think Lance is there and he's not here. I don't know. So we should, yeah, we got to finalize that. I I told him, like, I think we just all kind of let it go because nobody was accomplishing it. I was, I I did hit the numbers. You did. You did. A couple times, but, but yeah. But they weren't three consecutive days, right? They weren't consecutive. You needed two consecutive days. And Matt never came back and said he did. And I figured he would. Because I hit mine one day. I remember I hit mine one day. And that's when I realized that that's not even an attainable. Like, that's not something I should ever be trying to hit after our ride this past Saturday. But, um, yeah. Anyway, um, we'll yeah. get back to that. Shoulder was very fatigued um, that oh, night. Not imagine. hurt, but it was Tired like had I gone to physical therapy and maybe did like a double <laughs> session with you. Yeah. And you know, just putting me through the ringer. That, that's, toast. It, yeah. It was yeah. like it got a serious workout, but it survived. Did it get tighter? Were you still? It got a little bit tighter the okay. next morning, but I, I did my exercises and stretched just some Good. light stuff and it felt, you know, a little bit better. Good. Um, but I, I think that hopefully that was good for it I'm, yeah. I'm thinking it was good for it yeah. so um, same same idea with like a max lift i mean you're just testing that 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 neurological capacity yeah. of it and well i tested it if out you're for taking sure. that pre-lap yeah. in a one two three field i think that's about as much of a yeah. max effort on that shoulder as you're gonna get yeah and so you know lots of watts and all that other stuff so yeah. um what was some, your wattage on that sprint do you know did you take a peek i don't know it was like a little over 1300 watts god but <laughs> really, that was over like really a, similar to mine. Yes. Really <laughs> you know, 800, 1300. Same, 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 yeah. same, same, but different. Yeah. Same, but anyway, <laughs> just round up. You just round exactly. up. Exactly. 500. Yeah, and then, uh, 
we had some good rides during the week went out road with matt and all that good stuff uh mm-hmm. good training and then we did that um like that last minute multnomah falls ride i was hoping to yeah. you know to see matt out there and, and we did you yeah know, i was hoping that Eventually. we'd see him sooner but i think the where where we found him i, I couldn't have dialed it up better yeah. because we were having fun it yeah it was really fun coming around i can't wa- I'm, I'm i'm so going to be a part of these these rides in june i can't yeah. wait i i did i did a annoyingly specific workout on yeah, saturday yeah. and i did not want to be that guy <laughs> on the on the on a great ride like the i think Multnomah it's good ride, for so. you to kind of have some time to focus and stuff yeah so. and, I, and i have to do it intermittently but as soon as we get through blue lake here coming up i can't i hope we go to st helens soon i want to do that ride with the guys i want to you know go on all the saturday rides and, yeah yeah so um had fun there and like I said, um, we were putting, like Matt said, we were putting down some pretty serious yeah. watts and I was looking back in, in the, the power profile the next morning. Cause that night I was, I was gassed. I was tired. I'm like, Oh geez, I don't even have time to like, or desire to go look at my power numbers. Went to bed early, got up the next morning, still kind of tired. Went and looked at the power numbers. I'm like, yep, that's why. Yep. <laughs> but then again, fast forward to Sunday, got up again. I'm like, man, I'm still tired today. And then, um, I, I think I'm coming down with a little something in my chest. So yeah. I think that might be, uh, um, is a problem with good fitness walking that immune system line yeah <laughs> like a tightrope but it was a great weekend we had a, a fun team ride out to Multnomah Falls with mm-hmm. a small team it was last minute kind of impromptu um, with Chris Hanel and Jay Small and then we had a couple other people from the, the club side that joined us and then we mm-hmm. met up with them and it was just a freaking beautiful fantastic day rode all the way out there had some uh, some espresso that's yeah that was ooh. my thought process was like ooh if I, if I make it down to the you know waterfalls there's a coffee mm-hmm. place yeah. yeah I know thought about it it's only another coffee seven ride. miles or something Not like that bad. eight miles from yep. uh yeah. from crown point but beautiful weekend boys mm-hmm. beautiful weekend guess what we got a few more of them coming up no rain's coming <laughs> the rain is coming this week but that's oh, good because yep. i'll be gone so you'll be gone i'll be in chattanooga where it's supposed to be sunny so water go. my plants <laughs> the lead out let's, all right let's lead out some news lead out all right um, there's some big bike racing news coming there's up. Some, this is the fun this part is, of the this year is the for fun me. part oh yeah, god i love talking great. about this yeah on that note why don't you start us off evan so I'll be our international, I'll be our wider spectrum view wider for spectrum, today. Sure. So our cycling fans know, and if you don't, I'll continue to try and update you as we know, is the, is the Giro d'Italia got underway mm-hmm. this week. Um, it had an, a really cool prologue. So for, for anybody who watches Grand Tours. I think they made it stage one, I thought. I thought they changed it from prologue to stage one. Is that not true? Um, ooh, that's a great question. I, it may have been. So I thought, I thought generally a um, prologue has to be under 10K, and I believe it was an 8K race. Oh, I thought it was 14K. I believe. Oh, you you may be right. If it, if it was 14K, it was considered stage one. And are you right? I'm looking now. <laughs> we'll find out in just a second. You go ahead and check that, but I'll, but I'll talk about the results here. Let me look. Um, no, no, it was it was an eight-kilometer course, okay. which means it was probably um, considered a prologue. Nice. I'm probably getting it mixed yeah. up with something else. Yep. So um, historically, the prologue is known as, I really like to hear like the historical significance of these prologues, and they talk about how it's kind of the introduction of the main characters always. Mm. And in the cycling world, you may look at it and be like, well, these races last 250K, what, like, the prologue shouldn't even matter. Like, why does it matter if, you know, you're getting 10 seconds there? But the the riders here, this is, especially if you've been in races like these, these weekend, even, you know, three-stage races, if you see a guy put down that first place number who's a contender, yeah. that is scary to everybody else there. Yeah. Especially on this course, because this course had flat and then it ended with a pretty decent punchy climb yeah. yep. right at the end that goes up to a basilica on a hill. Uh-huh. Um, and it's a beautiful shot. Like the nice thing about the Giro is if it's it's just a beautiful tour. 
like everywhere they go. So to me, it's almost watching the full race when I'm on the trainer is actually not a bad thing because you're just getting these beautiful helicopter yeah, views. It's, it's kind of like watching the tour too. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's just beautiful countryside. Through, you yeah. know, yeah, the Pyrenees and the there. tour. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the whole time you're just playing, you're like, yeah, I need to do these rides before, you know. So there's um uh this this Giro has a really cool general contenders list. You know, there's so Simon Yates, um, yeah, young, very fast. I like him a lot. So he right he races for Michelin Scott. And he's been with them for a long time. Um, in his young career, he's already been with them for a few years. And this is last year he had held the pink jersey for I think eighteen stages, yeah, and then sad. and then yeah. epically blew up in yeah. whatever the Queen stage was. Yeah. And when I say stage blew up, he lost like yeah. he lost a lot of time. Yeah. Um, so this year he's come in apparently pretty cocky, which is cool. I, I actually kind of like it because I love his team. His Mitchell and Scott team has a YouTube channel that's really cool to follow. Yeah. And mm-hmm. he is he came in saying he said, quote unquote, if I was another writer, I'd be scared of me right now. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nibley did not like that. Mr. <laughs> Nibley did not like that. He said it was disrespectful, which I love hearing that. That's back so and weird. Forth. It's not that disrespectful. I mean, Nibley is very Italian, though. Oh, yeah. And I think so. Do you like Nibley? I do. Okay. I like him. Um, Because you always pull fair Italians. Yeah. Yep. So who I don't like is Fabio Aru. Oh, okay. I like Nibali because he's he's hard. He's disciplined. He's Mm -hmm. he's very. He's actually not as Italian as people would think he is. He he's almost more of like a German writer. He's very hard, specific. You know, good kind of humble guy. Um, He's not your typical flamboyant sort of Italian writer, but um, he's going to be a contender. Um, he did very well in the stage in the prologue. He was third behind Simon Yates, which was which was tough for him, because I think after having said that to Yates, then going out in there and getting beat yeah, by yeah. Yates was probably rough. <laughs> yep. Yeah, but they were but close. Yeah. To, to to wrap up the update before you know we we update next week with some tougher stages in the in the pink is Primoz Roglic, who did really well. Yep. Yeah. Really well. He won by 20 seconds. That's big. That's crazy. And that's massive over 8K. 8K? 8K. And he put Tom Dumoulin was fifth, and he put almost 30 seconds into Tom. And I'll tell you what, if I was Tom, I'd be pretty scared because you're supposed to be getting time on Roglic in the TTs because I don't think he's going to be able to get it on the climbs. To defend my my Dumoulin pick. Uh Uh-huh. He has not had a good season, but he's he's like hardly raced at all. But he's yeah. got he's got three weeks. Like that's the thing. Yeah. This is a very it's a long. long race. It's a long race, a long tour. Mm-hmm. A lot of people actually will come. You know, if you come in with a lot of fitness, it's almost a little bit dangerous, right? Because yep. then you're like, am yep. I going to fizzle out at the end of this? You know, three week we'll tour. See. We will see. So, but yes, fingers crossed. Chapter chapter two next it's week. Early. We will see. It's so early. It it's yep. like people getting their panties in a ruffle when a team loses <laughs> like its first like game in a football season or like yes. first five games in a baseball season. Goes zero four in the preseason. Yeah. Now on the flip side of that though. There is a, a young writer who um, was doing his first professional race. It was a Japanese writer, this <laughs> yes. poor kid. He oh, no. was so like anxious and worked up about this being his first race that he mm-hmm. hardly slept at all. And I think he had some GI issues or something yep. along those lines. Yep. And he uh, he didn't make the time cut on his first stage of his first race. And uh, which, let me put it this way, um, I think you have to be less than four minutes down on an eight kilometer time trial course, which did not make it. Not a long. He was not a long over, race. Over a minute. <laughs> behind the, the the next to last place finisher oh, so god poor kid so yeah well yeah, let's make for a good yep. story for him down there the road. you go yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah 
right. Hey, Matt, you got some news for us? Um, the, also, in the professional cycling world, uh, Tour of California. Yep. Just started. On the national news, yeah. National news. Yep. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yes. Coming a big time race. I know. So, yeah. this recording will go out on Wednesday, so we'll be right in the thick of it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but the race started on Sunday, and um, Peter Sagan. Took mm-hmm. the first tour, took the first stage. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And usually what they do is they start outside of Sacramento and they come into Sacramento, they do a loop or whatever, but yeah. it's a sprint. It's yeah. a sprint one. And um, it's pretty cool. Like he, you know, just did his thing, got, it looked close. There was a U.S. guy that almost pulled it off. Yeah. And uh, Peter Sagan hold, held on. So it'll be cool to see how he does throughout. I bet you yeah. he'll have a chance to get a couple he's wins. Had a, he's he had such it. a tough season so far. He needed to go out. To, he have loves something. the Tour of California yeah, too. And they love him there, yeah. which is really really cool how but, cool would it have been to be that cal or that uh the writer from the u.s that you know that got to yeah. dice it up Sagan. with Sagan, yeah. that's <laughs> would have been, sweet. it would have been a little bit cooler if he won but yeah, oh, yeah. Um, that's a story you tell the grandkids so yeah. today's monday we recorded this podcast on monday and it's a you know it's a mountain stage it's um rancho cordova to south lake tahoe so they're yeah. getting to the mountains when which, is the mount yeah. baldy stage um i think that it, it might yeah. be uh friday that's friday may yep. 17th Next time we have a training camp and we're in that neck of the woods, oh, we should totally, we're yeah. going to go. I've done that before. Well, we couldn't do it, right? No, we, well, we could have, it but was it was just, out. it was kind of snowed out a yeah, little bit yeah. when we were there for camp. But we do a summer camp. Yeah. The, uh, the Crystal Lake to Mount Baldy climb is spectacular. And yeah. that, in that Mount Baldy is nuts. It's, it's super steep. I did that ride probably a month and a half before I moved here to Camas and it yeah. was, uh, it was a kind of a nice little send off yeah ride with some friends down there and i'd love to take you guys down because that's a okay. fun fun oh, day let's let's do it. So fun absolutely let's do it. we just yeah. do the whole tour of california let's just do it okay <laughs> that sounds awesome all right real quick news here for me um i think we might come back to matt for something else here in a second but for me oh. um a local bill passed here in the state of oregon which is right next to washington where we're at um but it's you know, applicable to us because we do a fair amount of writing there, but, um, it was house bill 2682, which basically, um, clarifies the definition of what a bike lane is going into an intersection. And what's kind of nice here is that they consider some people, some judges that were saying that cyclists were at fault for riding through an intersection and cars were turning left into them, or I'm sorry, turning right into them. So now it How says that, that yeah. so <laughs> if, if there's a bike lane that goes into an intersection and all of a sudden all the pain lines stop going in an intersection, which is pretty normal, yeah. um, it defines the fact that uh, the bike lane continues through that said yep. intersection and that cars have to yield to bikes that are going straight through. Are there any bike lanes over. that go through an intersection? I've never no, seen it, that. It doesn't. There's, so. there's no paint. Yeah. And there's sometimes you'll get like a little bit of a, a speckled line. They'll show cars where to turn left or right. Mm-hmm. But um it, there, there's no there's no bike lanes that, that carry through an intersection. Um, sometimes you'll see the green painted paths yeah. in yep. like pretty high densely populated areas, but um, that just redefines you know w- what bicyclists are supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. That's great. However, <laughs> yeah, how many motorists do you think you're going to know? No, that that's the law. Nobody. So yeah, um, I, I just wanted to come on here and say, hey, if you ride a bicycle and you and live drive in a car and, in, <laughs> and drive a car and just live in the state of Oregon. Tell all of your friends and family and tell them to tell a friend that, mm-hmm. you know, don't run us over. That would be fantastic. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. And just make sure you stay off the line. Yeah. Well, that's a good thing. At least through intersections, you can stay off the line. Yeah. So, And in that same <laughs> breath, <White line. laughs> in that same breath here um, where we're at, and I'm sure it's going to start popping up in other states too, yeah. um, there is a, a law 
uh, they call it the Idaho stop. And it's been in effect in uh, Idaho for 35 years now. And basically what that is, is that cyclists, if there is a stop sign or a red flashing light, they don't have to come to a full and complete stop. Uh, I think Evan, you actually mentioned this a while ago and I'm like, yeah, it was like when we were talking about bicycle. Cause it's funny. We never called them Idaho stops. We just called them California rolls. Actually, I think is what we yeah, would call that comes them. From but the cars. Yeah. California, nobody yeah. stops in anything down there, but, um, <laughs> I was curious on that, and that's why I want to look this up just to clarify what the law is. Like legally, you still have to come to a full and complete mm-hmm. stop. Um, I think coming to like a track stand is is okay, but that's legally what you're supposed to do. Most cyclists don't do that. They'll slow down mm-hmm. to like half mile, a mile an hour, two, yeah. three miles an hour at worst. Um, if there's no cars in the intersection, it, it could be even yeah. a little bit worse than that. It's a very gray area. Um, yeah. Is a cop going to give you a ticket on that? Probably not, unless there's a lot I've of cars. Heard, it's kind of like the spirit of the law versus yeah. the letter of the law. I've seen some stuff on my Facebook recently from from friends of mine in other states that have actually gotten pretty tickets. pricey tickets. They from do that, that down recently. in California. Yep. Yeah, often as well, both so. of them were from California. Yeah, yeah. anyway, I've seen it. There's a Senate bill that has passed committee, um, Senate Bill 998, that will bring the Idaho stop to the state of Oregon and Ooh. fingers crossed to the state of Washington as well, so that yep. cyclists um, can treat those situations. The red flash light or a stop sign like a yield sign so yep. they don't have to come to a full and complete stop and there will be kind of like a you just have to treat it safely it's kind of subjective in some of the language that mm-hmm. i was reading but i'm sure that they'll give a specific example i would hate to see a cyclist blowing through there yeah even going just 10 miles an hour is probably yeah. too fast but um yeah. you know getting down to three four five miles an hour that's yeah. not a big deal because you can stop on exactly. a dime pretty quickly if necessary exactly so and if there's other car like if there are other cars there just follow the car rules yeah. you know i mean and that's now i've i've seen plenty of times where people will just wave me through sure. which i think is great and i give a big wave you know yep. happy as heck thank you Try but like thank you yeah. oh yeah yeah as much as you can but yeah if there's a i hate when i see that when cyclists will pull up and there's like lines of cars they'll skid up the right and then just go it's like come on like we're <laughs> that's that's when we get now 20 motorists that hate a cyclist for yeah. a day and that's yeah so so Anyway, um, just wanted to kind of bring that up real quick. Um, mm-hmm. Matt, is there any tech stuff sure. that you want to yeah. talk about? Um, definitely might want to consider updating your Garmin's. There's a couple updates that have come through. Um, they had their big like developer conference. I think it was like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. They announced a whole bunch of stuff. You know, one of the things they've made it easier for you, you know, if you use Training Peaks or something like that, um, it's easier for not just Training Peaks, but other companies too, to be able to pull uh, workouts and things like that into your Garmin computer. Um, they've opened up developer APIs. It used to cost something like $5,000 to be able to purchase, um, an, you know, a license to do Garmin, use Garmin APIs. They've changed that. They've made it much more realistic for any developers to kind of access data. I'm going to press pause on you right sure. there. So now I'm in a lobby. Like oh, heck, okay. for you to bring that stupid picture up uh, back. Well, not stupid, that fantastic, fantastic. picture. Because <laughs> yeah. you didn't want to pay $5,000 to be a developer well, with so, it, right? So actually, um, when I made that app, I was going around the Garmin developer APIs. Ooh, Ooh sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. So I yeah, like so it. they, that was, um, it's kind of one of the reasons that it would fail so yeah. often is because like you're kind of using a backdoor access to kind of get access to all this like um, cycling data and things like that. But if they change anything, then all of a sudden your app just stops working. So if you use what they are suggesting, which is, you know, the normal Garmin developer APIs, that stuff is pretty locked and loaded and it should work. I'd love to so, bring that back. I like mm-hmm. using that app. Yeah, I know. That's just my two cents, but yep. I know it's a lot of work for you. So yep, yep, yep. Oh, someday, you know. I'll subscribe. I'll pay you money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that so just made how do you upload to Strava again? 
<laughs> yeah, Strava. It's yeah. the internet. You have to use the internet. I'm going to take tubes. a month and study this stuff. And I'm going to be like Matt's partner in this yeah. in one month. There it is. All right. In the vein of releases, Shimano announced its Ooh. first gravel dedicated Grupo. That's kind of cool. The Shimano mm-hmm. GRX. Yeah. And there's there's a set of three, right? I think yeah. there's a set of three. Three tiers. Um, you know, you've got several different options within um, these tiers. You've got your mechanicals. You've got the electronic yeah. DI2. Um, you've got it to it. This is something I thought was kind of cool. They are designed to be used with either road cassettes or mountain bike cassettes. You don't have to oh, have the gravel cool. specific cassette as well as the chains. Is it one by or just? I think that they have several different options. But I think is everything pre- just going to go to one by here soon? I mean, is this is this no, the writing no, no, on the wall? I don't like, know. I know. I think that there's still a, there's a one by and a two by option. Yeah. I think, okay. Yeah, I think that you have those options to choose from. So, but their group set just consists of the crank, the the shift levers, the front rear derailleurs. Um, so by the fact of them having a front derailleur, they are going to be a two by or a one by right. situation. Yep. Yep. Um, you got the brakes, and they actually have a gravel specific set of wheels too. Not that I'm right. Yeah, super interested in Shimano gravel specific wheels, but that's cool that they've got that option out there. It's, you yeah. know, it's interesting. It's in you know from a kind of couple steps back, looking at the perspective, like they're doing gravel components. Yep, like that's you know, I mean, off off roading is becoming. I think it's yeah, I think it's a thing. Man. It's going to be think bigger and bigger. They're, they're seeing the trend, and we seem know, to live in a good region for that too. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited. It's about just that. like when when have they done components for gravel? Never. Before? This is it. This, this is, is the first it. time I've ever yeah. seen this. A, so. a lot of it's just been adaptations of like the road stuff yep. and or maybe mixing it with a the cyclocross stuff yep. exactly so um and i will tell you just by looking at my strava feed i've got lots of friends and when i'm looking through there i see a, lot, a lot of people of, doing gravel rides. there's a lot of gravel rides they're fun there are yeah, yeah. i mean yeah. they've got i even know triathletes who will ride gravel sure. for, for, for their training sure. it's great yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely so um yeah that's our news cool cool let's move into our um our topic for today and there was a cool little article uh, put out by bbc um that a friend of ours on the team and i He's a podcast listener. Mark Radford put out, um, oh, cool. yeah. and it was called "Why the Bicycle Future Looks So Bright." And we will post this article up on our um, Facebook page, the At Dial Podcast uh, Facebook page, for you to go read through. But there were some cool things in there that I thought were kind of interesting for us to kind of go back and look at with respect to like the history of the bicycle, and then they're talking about like you know a little bit of present day and age and stuff, and then mm-hmm. just talking about the future and, and why it's looking so good. Wanted to run through some of these topics and see what you guys had to say. I love the positivity from this article. I feel like the last year, like 2018, had a lot of like very negative articles surrounding the cycling world. I like that you know this is this is kind of giving a different spin on it. And I like to look at it a little bit more positively. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I'll bring the negative side. Bring it. That's okay. Yeah. Like Go that. ahead because I agree with a lot. Of that. I really think that there's a lot more positives than negatives to look at. Oh here. yeah, I think so too. Absolutely. Well, and and think about it. So markets respond to demand. Look yeah. at what the cycling community is continuing to do: e-bikes, gravel bikes. Yeah. There's different types of cycling that is now becoming more popular. Yeah. I mean, you know, they they wouldn't be making e-bikes if people weren't buying e-bikes, and they wouldn't be making a the, gravel group gravel set bike. if that's e-bikes you know. are the fastest uh, growing segment yeah. of cycling. I, I, I see them out every single time I go on a ride now. I see at least one out there. Really? Oh, yeah, that's awesome. I think Yesterday they're I fantastic one, yeah. for uh, so many different reasons. I know that mm-hmm. the peers still don't like them, but if you stop and you take yourself out of that mindset and look at all the yep. practical applications of it, they're fantastic. Yeah, one less car on the road too. So. Exactly. So, Matt, what are some of your uh, your downsides? Okay, no, well, so this is like future of bicycling looks bright. Kind of here. Here's my rebuttal. One of the things the article will say, and we can get into this, is uh, self driving cars are on the brink. I completely agree with that. Yep but we're not there yet. 
Nope. <laughs> in which case, um, from now until the point where the majority of the cars are self-driving will be the most dangerous time to be a cyclist in the history of history. Yeah. So the million dollar question is how big is that window? How, how long is that think, learning curve going to be? I and is that going to like go past our lifetime? Well, I think it's, you or know, or is it going to take up all of our, our quality bicycle riding years left? Yes. That's what I, I think, think so? it's going to do. Yeah. I think it's going to take our quality years, you know, like a 10 year time frame, right? Yeah. So that's probably our quality time frame. Evan, maybe have a couple more years, Ooh, I'm lucky. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Drivers are getting more and more distracted. Oh yeah. By cell phones basically but people are getting or, angry. Or, or whatever's next people are also getting angrier and angrier people are getting angry yeah you yeah. got you, you know you got people with smart watches people with gonna, they're gonna have smart glasses yeah. they're gonna have lots and lots more distractions those aren't sure. going i mean that's that's gonna happen it's just your car can, itself can be a distraction until you get to the point where self-driving cars take over which is going to be safer and it's gonna be safer to be out biking yep but that but we're just not there yet I, I, I agree with you 100% on that. I, it's it's sad because I want a bike as much as possible, but right now I think it's the most dangerous time in history to be, you know, out, out on the road, yeah. you know, without like, you know, full on <laughs> protection of some sort, you know, just like, what are you going to do? Wrap yourself in bubble wrap? There's just nothing you can do yeah. when a car yeah. comes at you. Like they, you know, they are big and they are distracted. And yeah. I think we have a fair amount of time left where things are probably going to get potentially worse before they get better. Um, so does the future look bright? Yes, absolutely. Internationally, it looks very bright. I know this, this article mentions India and having been there, I mean, there's, I mean, you're talking about China, India, ton of bike commuting there, especially China, Beijing. I mean, you have to like, if you have a car, I think your license only requires you in some cities. You're only allowed to be on the road for certain hours of the day, depending on your license. That's how they control traffic there, Mm -hmm. which means of over, I mean, I do not know the statistics, so somebody can correct me on it, but there is a massive group of people in China that commute to work. I think most people commute to work on bikes. Yeah. yeah. So it's a luxury, it's more of a luxury item for sure, but mm-hmm. it's becoming a lot more popular. Cars, yeah. cars are definitely getting more popular in China. So yeah. I think it'll be, it should be super interesting next couple of years. Um, one quick quote, which is a bit more positive just because I, I hate to be Debbie Downer all the time. Um, Bill Nye, this, this is his, one of his many bicycle quotes. I guess he's a fair amount of a cyclist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, bicycling is a big part of the future. It has to be, there is something wrong with society that drives a car to work, to work out in a gym. (laughs) Yep. Couldn't agree more. Right. Could not agree more. Okay. So there, you know, we live in a weird time. We live in a weird time. We live in a really weird time. Yeah. Think about that. People now consider, I mean, you, you, you talk to people in their 90s about what they used to do to work out. They wouldn't know what that phrase means. Their right. life was a workout. Yeah. Yeah. Doing things daily. You worked in the yard. You went to a job that was probably a manual job and you rode your bike to and from it. You didn't bike to, you didn't, you know, you didn't walk whatever it is. You yeah. Were like you were, you wouldn't drive who to was, the gym and look, yeah. drive around looking for a parking spot. And counting their steps at that point? No one's this has been the most <laughs> hilarious thing to me. And trust me, being a physical therapist, I could see this on a daily basis. Oh man. People are like, oh, I got my 10,000 steps. And I was like, yeah, but what did you do today? but you know that's a good thing because it's forcing them or challenging them to get up and be more active it is if we didn't have that oh god people would just be i don't know a sloth like you know dripping out of their chair you know we're we're moving toward well we're moving two different directions i will say there's it is becoming easier to be sedentary but it's funny to me because there's still this drive and internal core in human beings to move and move frequently and yeah. I think that you see that in these endurance sports populations where you still have these people doing these crazy races and things. You're like, why would somebody do that? I was like, I think it's innate in humans to do that. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're seeing these two directions. And I mean, we want to talk about why are people so angry and stuff? Well, we got anxiety disorders r- riddled all yeah. over this country. Yeah. You think it has anything to do with people getting more sedentary? It Absolutely. De- it's it's the cause. It's not well, one of the causes. Nutrition. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you want to combine those two together. Yeah. You can solve a lot of, you know, you can oh, figure yeah. out a lot of the problems in this country with, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, it's like um, I was uh, riding with Alan on Saturday when we were doing our TT sets. We're on Washougal and Camas. Yeah. There's not that many cars back there. Me and Alan are doing a good job of being over the right. And we, you know, got screamed at like three, four times. Like guys yelling <laughs> out their windows. There is no other cars. It is 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. It's like, how can you be that angry at 10 a.m. on a Saturday when it's 75 degrees and beautiful yeah. in the Pacific Northwest? Well, you inconvenience them by like three or four seconds. Oh, my so gosh. You ruin their entire day. I know. It's that incredible. Was, I was. That's um, a lot of power. I have a lot of power to ruin somebody's we day, were, apparently. <laughs> we, you know, we had someone kind of, you know, same sort of thing, yeah. like honk or honk and yell at us as they came by. Mm. And Bob Croucher just yelled like, he was so funny. He's like, I love hey, Bob. Sorry. Hey, sorry we made you late for your coffee stop. Or so I was just like, yep, that's what it is. Because I mean, it's like Saturday morning. Like he was late for his coffee. Yeah, yeah. It was something funny that he said. It was. Do you think that people oh, in the God. Netherlands where everybody rides a bike there, do they deal Do with, they get yelled at? I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I know in Britain they do. I know Britain's yeah, got some serious problems, Brits, but also. They're, they're very similar to us. Yeah. I was going to say Brit, uh, Britain and America are probably pretty comparable. Yeah, I don't people. know. I think just more people need to go ride bikes and have a respect yeah. for a being a person riding a bike exposed out on the road, but B like understand that yeah. it, we're happy people because we're yeah. out getting exercise and having fun. Yeah. And I know. I know. We're what, really not making you that much lighter for no. whatever it is that you're doing. When, when, when I was in India and I was running on those rural roads, I know whenever a, a truck would have to pass me or anybody would have to pass me in yeah. a motorized vehicle, they'd always wave. Yeah. There was always a wave. Yeah. I never once got yelled at there. Not uh. once. Yeah, we could yeah. we could go off on this. I don't know diatribe yeah. all day long. Yeah, we always do. we always end up down this. We always yeah. do. Yeah, we always end up down this rabbit hole. And people yeah. st- be know, nice. Just, <laughs> uh, um, all right. So jumping back on on to bicycles in general, mm-hmm. I, I think a big part of this article too was kind of looking back at like where it started yeah. and where it's come mm-hmm. from and and some of the things that it's done over the past you know years mm-hmm. to help society and people have lost sight of that. I mean. The first road in the United States was made for bicycles. Yes. Nothing else. And, yeah. you know, and now said roads have been taken over by cars. So we get the motorists that are always yelling at you. You don't pay your road taxes. Well, you wouldn't have roads if it weren't for me, pal. Yeah, so, exactly. Um, I also have a car. Exactly. <laughs> um, but just like neat little things about how the bicycle came to be. Um, you know, in 1865, the, was it Velocipede? Is that how you pronounce that? Like sure. Velocipede kind of thing. Anyway, um, that was the first bicycle. It was a Frenchman, uh, Pierre, whatever his last name is. I can't remember. La something or other. Luffler. <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with Luffler. Okay. <laughs> I can't read my own chicken scratch here to, to pronounce his last name. Um, and then that was superseded by the penny farthing. Um, could you imagine sitting on top of a five-foot wheel with direct cranks, like a fixie crank? I look at these pictures and I'm like, cool. how, I, I how do you think, get onto it? I just think that would be so interesting to ride. You know, yeah. if I, It'd be incredible. If we open up a little penny farthing shop, Portland would eat that stuff oh, up. Oh, they would totally. Oh, and then if incredible. we came up with a penny farthing race category out at PIR, oh having guys out there racing penny farthing, how freaking cool would that That's be? That's my retirement <laughs> plan right there, is to is to be the greatest <laughs> penny yeah. farthing rider ever. Get penny farthing juniors, like <laughs> yes. the little, like the three-foot wheel instead of the five-foot wheel. That would be 
rad. I love it. Um, and then, you know, fast forward a little bit more uh, would be the safety bicycle, which had much more broader appeal. Um, it looks a little more like the modern bicycle that we're used to today. Uh, it's got chain drive. It's got equal size wheels. It's got the diamond shaped frame. It's got um, gears and it can be ridden in a dress. And it, that's yeah. that's where things kind of started to change a little bit right. because it started to attract a different crowd. Well, and and then you're you're getting more competitive with like, hey, you can buy a horse or you can buy a bike and oh yeah the bike's gonna cost a fraction you don't have to feed it one tenth one yeah. tenth the cost it also has some horse. poop everywhere yeah exactly well you we got a lot of benefits there that's true yeah <laughs> so um you had a, a lady back in 1893 uh was it angeline allen um she was riding around angeline new york and she was riding without a dress too she was oh. riding clothes. She was wearing oh. her, her she was wearing her trousers, but my gosh, so that made such an uproar. She was wearing trousers. We need to bring that word back. That word trousers. Just, we yeah, do. trousers. We do. <laughs> but um, you know, just that the women's rights movement. Uh, you have yeah. the the likes of uh, Susan B. Anthony saying that bicycling has done more to emancipate women than any other one thing in the world. That is a That's big a powerful quote from a, a, a very well known yeah. women's advocate. So, uh-huh. um, you know, I think that the, the bicycle has done a lot of cool things historically that people just don't look back and, and really like understand mm-hmm. that like that brought women like a huge like um, movement towards like yeah. they're, you know, trying to get women's equal rights and um, to, you know, put them in a position where they can, you know, go out there and do things with the men. And, you know, yeah. don't tell me that I have to be wearing my big hoop dress and I have to yeah. act a certain way. I can go jump on a bicycle and have fun and ride around and use it for commuting just like the guys. Yeah. Have. But we all agree that women shouldn't be wear- allowed to wear trousers, right? <laughs> I don't think anybody should be allowed to wear trousers. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, sorry, cool. my bad, my bad. He's being the devil's advocate today. Yeah. So, sorry. but you know, it's it's cool because I think when you when you look at this, and we we've all talked about this in here. Why do we love bicycles? It's that moment of freedom when you're a kid, right? Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting to see if you look at history. That's, I mean, how how do you empower, empower a civil rights movement? Yeah. You, freedom. Yeah. You 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 think about those feelings and those feelings that humans naturally bring up, but. It's just completely random story, but over the weekend, um, I was uh, driving back a buddy of mine who uh, uh, worked with me at Proactive, and uh, you know he he bikes everywhere, so it was kind of late at night, so I put his bike on my rack and drove him back. And he was talking about when he started to ride his bike to and from work, which is about an eight nine mile ride mm-hmm. for him. Jake Jake knows him. Sean Sean yep. works in the clinic, yeah. yeah. And you know J- Sean has had you know great guy awesome guy and he's going to do well in the future but had kind of a rough a rough year this last year and he said when he started riding his bike mm-hmm. to and from work he's he it was so interesting now we had both you know he he had kind of opened up about you know kind of his fear of being on the roads at yeah. first with the bike but since then he's he says become very empowered to do other things in his life to take control of his life in other ways sure. and he made the interesting point he said the, the poor guy got his car stolen for a little bit recently. Oh. And he said it was great because he, he had said if it hadn't been this year, and Jake was somebody who actually really promoted him to keep on riding his bike too, which I thought was cool, Jake. But he said he would have really gone down a bad spiral otherwise yeah. because it was tough for the situation he is in life right now. Yeah. He said and it was empowering to have that bike yeah. and still say like, hey, this is a bad situation. This yeah. sucks. I remember first but getting yeah. started in that clinic and I, I mm-hmm. understand how a clinic works and I understand yeah. the hierarchy there. And I know that physical yeah. therapy aides don't make a lot of money, no. but they're more there for the no. experience because yep. that's the direction that they're going. They want to become yeah. a physical therapist. And it's, and it's a tough point in their yeah. life too. I'd been there too. It's financially your struggle. Sure. It's so tough. You yeah. know, he's got a fiance and he's, mm-hmm. he's trying to you know take steps forward he's a great guy yeah. super cool guy he is. and he wasn't able to ride his bike because he hit something it was his wheel yep. was like way out of whack yeah and 
and he probably just didn't have money to take it to a shop to get yep. to. And they're going to probably charge him 35, 40 bucks. I'm like, just give it to me. And I'm over here with one broken wing and yeah. one good arm. And <laughs> I threw it up in the stand. It probably took me three times longer than it would normally take. But, you know, I chewed it up for him. And, and like, he was like, how much do I? I'm like, no, don't worry about it. You know? Yeah. And we're talking yeah. about like riding and stuff like that. He's like, oh, yeah, it's, it's kind of hard to ride because it's still kind of dark out in the morning. I'm like, Next time I came in, brought him a light. light Yeah. (laughs) Yep. So, but just give me it to him because now you got this guy who's empowered. He can go out and ride his bike and he's going to be happy. He's going to be out there and he's going to tell people to go ride bikes. The last two weeks he's ridden. He he used to do just three days a week. He would commute. He commuted each day the last two weeks and he's, he's starting to really enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. We we turned him on to Strava. (laughs) Yep. Yeah. So got him going on all his rides. And I talked (laughs) to him about segments and how to build a segment. And he could teach you how to use Strava. Sean is further along with his cycling technology than I am at this moment yes. <laughs> but it's cool because he's going out there and he's like challenging himself now he's yeah. trying to get stronger and faster on the bike he is. and you guys at where evan works he's got a board with all the records on there and there's mm-hmm. a, a record over there and it's very specific Sean's bike ride yeah. Sean's bike ride. <laughs> and you've got the moving time and it was fun during the the time that i've yeah. been there for five months or six months however long it's been you can see that time yeah. starting to shrink down a little bit like it hey, is not a boy it is so he had one day where he had a tailwind for it it's gonna be tough for him to tough uh, for him to touch that again because yeah. he knew like when he said that he was like oh god i'm not gonna be able to touch that again that tailwind was strong so yeah, that's awesome <laughs> but cool. yeah it's i mean when, when when we talk about what a bicycle can do yeah i think it goes i don't think we're being cheesy by saying it can empower yeah. a movement of people it really can yeah and God, we need that in this country now. Yeah. We got to empower something. Like yeah. there's, I don't know, there's a lot of anger in this country and oh, a lot just, of strife. Yeah. yeah. Even just being a kid. When mm-hmm. I was a kid, you know, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, getting out of my bicycle, I felt empowered. Yeah. I felt like I'm free. I feel like I can go out and I'm responsible for myself and mm-hmm. my actions. And, and it just like, you didn't have people telling you what to do and you can go anywhere you wanted to go. I mean, it was yeah. like that, that first day that you got your driver's license, the first time yep. you got behind the car and you're like, I can go anywhere and I get to drive this car. Yeah. yeah. Well, I wasn't quite there yet, but as a kid, I was you know empowered to go out and ride my bike and yeah. have fun. It took me on adventures. So yeah. I wish that more people could discover that because you can discover that you don't have to be eight, nine, 10 years old. You can be a grown adult. Who's Maybe 45 never, years old yeah. and discover that. Yeah. Just go jump on your bike and start building up your fitness. You can go anywhere and that will do so much good for you. Mm-hmm. So much good for you from a fitness perspective, from a psychological perspective, yeah. from a um, you know weight management and like it will change your whole life if you yeah. just give it a chance. So yeah. And you um, save money on gas. Yep. <laughs> you can change your life and save money. Yeah. So what are some of the trends telling us? So mm-hmm. Matt brought up gravels coming yeah, along gravel. strong. Evan I mean, touched mm-hmm. on e-bikes. E-bikes, yeah. I now I see bike shops over the last ten years, I think they have shrunk by Forty percent, if my yeah. member my numbers are correct, and they tell me right. So the the this bike shop confusing part. Yeah, overall. Well, this is it this makes is a, sense. I think when this is internet, but yeah, I think but this yeah. is a direct to consumer issue. Yeah. that's what I think this is. Yeah. As far as like, you know, your your bike shops and things like that. There, people are always going to need maintenance on their bikes. Sure, mm-hmm. but you know, I mean, if you're if you look at Canyon and is like kind of the example yeah. that I think of, you know, as a direct to consumer mm-hmm. company, and they're doing great. They make very nice bikes. Very the, nice bikes. You know, I know a lot of people will buy those and take them to a bike shop and be like, can you help me build this? Because, you know, <laughs> there are some bike shops that will say, nope. Yeah, yeah. there are. They're totally don't want to touch them. You're on your own pal. Yeah. 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 And I think those bike shops are probably crazy. Yeah. This is because oh God, here's the thing. I hate saying this. Because here's the thing. If 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 things are starting to go so, more and more direct to consumer. Yeah. And you're a bike shop. And one of the you things gotta you got to change. Do is, 
yeah, I think you, I th- you know, don't change. That's fine. But, you know, you can say no to customers all you and want to, but they're going to go somewhere else. This is, I think, the problem. And it's funny. I, I had worked in a bike shop and, you know, the guy who owned it, Bob Duncan, one of my favorite people I've ever met, got out of that industry because of yeah. these reasons. And which I think is fine. It's and like, Bob and Bob was was awesome, like right. as as the guy. But he realized at the end of the day, unfortunately, for whatever reason, bike shop communities, there's there's like this this you know people are almost scared to go in and sometimes bring their bikes into bike shops because there's like this bad stereotype with some bike mechanic culture that is kind of the snobby like you know oh what you need me to change your tube look at you like you're an idiot and treat you like an idiot i love those people yeah i do i honestly i love them you know why why because their business comes to me yes (laughs) exactly and this is why when i say jake's the best bike mechanic in the pacific northwest i'm actually not exaggerating i truly do mean that and it's just it's, you've got to do things differently. Yeah, and, and the, I've the, gotta, the community's got to yeah. change the the because yeah. I'll tell you what I think bicycling's growing. The bike shop is what's dying, yep. and it's because of the culture that was developed in bike shops, yeah. and it hasn't changed. Yeah, so. I don't. You know, I think that they definitely need to be more nimble and think to themselves like, yeah. I'm not just a specialized dealership. Like that's not what no, that, I'm, that's not what my job is. You're like, not a used car shop. You're, you know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, be careful on that though, because those specialized specialists, uh, they can hold you, know, you by them. Yeah. They they will basically put you set. They'll set you up as a concept store. Yep. So they'll mm-hmm. set you up, and they will come in, and they will underwrite all of the the store improvements. They will make you look all flashy and all the, all that fun stuff. But then you're you're stuck with them. You've got to you're dedicate always, like yeah. eighty or ninety percent of your sales force or floor has to go to those specialized bikes. And, and you're in the next five years, there's nothing stopping specialized from being like. We're going to go direct to consumers. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. We're closing your, yeah. we're closing your account. Yeah. And that's us. the bad thing is if those shops continue to say, well, we won't, we'll, won't work on specialized or Canyon, then they're losing money left and right. Then you're, they're losing cost. If I go to a bike shop and I bring them a bike and they say, no, we're not going to work on that. I'm never going back to that shop. Yeah. I'm saying, screw you. Yeah. I'm never coming back there. So yeah. well, I mean, yeah. bike shops are still going to be alive. It's I just the ones so. that, yeah. that are going to stay archaic and they're not going to know how to yeah. uh, adapt to the times. I mean, there's the whole Amazon effect with yeah. the internet mm-hmm. and, and you know, people are trying to uh, bike stuff yeah. is expensive. And if you can go save a few bucks, then yeah. So what you have to do is you've got to go out and you've got to earn that business. You got to figure yeah. out a way. And, and really what it boils down to is just don't have stupid high overhead yeah. and be able to work with people and price match. I mean, it's yeah. really not that terribly difficult. And you know, it, it was really cool. Speaking of like, um, mechanic-based shops, maybe it needs to develop to where there's places you buy the bikes and places where you're just going to take your bike to work on. And uh, when I was in Reno, there was a really, really cool shop. There was a community-owned bike shop. Yeah. And there were these two awesome mechanics that worked there. Two really, really nice guys. It's where we rented our bikes out of. They just rented, you know, cheap road bikes out of there uh, while while I was riding around in Reno. And the... um, They had one guy whose job was they had a bunch of uh, bike, bike stands and he would help people work on their own bikes there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was awesome. Cool. It was yeah. really cool because I, I was thinking, I'm like, well, you make people more self-sufficient. Yep. You charge them for the time that they're there. Yep. Yeah. And it was a, a community-led bike shop. And yep. it had a lot of recycled parts too. So people would donate their old parts there. They would yep. recycle them down, refurbish them, and give them back to they people. They have something like that in Vancouver. It's yeah. really nice, like a community bike center and yeah. people donate a lot of so stuff maybe and parts those can be more the place that you go like hey i need a tube change you go there you don't go to the specialized dealer who's you know 
I do quite yeah. a bit of that as well. Yeah. And actually have it it's listed on my website. We've like show you like workshops you. and there's <laughs> like, workshop. you know, there's like a workshop that's one to two hours. There's one that's three to yeah. five hours. And there's one that's like an all day or multi-day kind of process of yeah. like doing a complete teardown of your bike and rebuilding it all together. I need to do You that. do all the work. Yeah. I just stand over your shoulder and I will show you all of the tools, how yeah. everything works, how it goes back together and, yeah. and the whole gamut. So yeah. and it, it's a good thing because they're going to go learn it somewhere. And I'd like to be mm-hmm. that person because it's still a relationship that you can have with a person. I, I mean, don't, I don't know that people will go learn it somewhere. It's called YouTube. Well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. YouTube's fantastic. I love YouTube. Yeah. But I, I mean, I'm, I'm speaking of specific people. Like I'm thinking of, you know, I don't want to call out my older brother, but he, I'm calling him out. He, <laughs> he, you know, he's going to take his bike to the bike shop. He has a bike shop that he loves, okay. but he'll take it there for tune up yeah. or whatever it is. And like, I'm not sure he. Okay. Like, so let me back okay. and tell you. Not everybody's going to learn it, but the people there are people there are out people there that want to be able to do it. Yeah. They're just like, oh, right. I don't want to break this, or I don't want to. Yeah, but they're going to yeah. go, you know, dip yeah. around on like YouTube and they're going to try and figure things out. Yep. There's yeah. going to be a trial and error process there. If those people knew mm-hmm. that you provide a service, they're going to come there like, all right, I'm going to pay this this one time yep. now, but I'm not going to have to worry about it down the road. Yeah. Um, those are the people that I'm talking about. There yeah. are plenty of people who are like, I don't have the time. I don't, I don't have the desire. It. And mm-hmm. I don't care about giving somebody $70 True. for a full tune up on my bike. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. fine. And I, I have no problem with that. It's yeah. I unfortunately, I think I've fallen into that sometimes. Yeah. I'm being a huge hypocrite during this conversation because I need to come in with Jake and really learn yeah. how, which is like, take some of my skills that have laid dormant for a little bit. I need to kind of reawaken yeah. them a little bit, but yeah, and there's all different levels of this too, right? There's yeah. people that, you know, can't change a tire and there's people that, you know, don't want to, you know, put oil on their chain. There's things like that. And yeah. I just think, Oh, well that's, that's your spot. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Everybody I, should be able to change. My, tire. <laughs> my, my gut feeling is that people should want to learn. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. But you got to educate them why they need to do that. And mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah. let them start making Absolutely. decisions. It's the same reason we don't like, go and rotate our tires on our cars. No, yep, I guess for your car, it's five bolts. And you just got to exactly. jack it up and move it around yeah. or change your oil. I, I just, it's, I'm totally that guy going, on the car side of things. Going, I'm just like, I don't do Going that. back to uh, our back pedal. Uh, last week in the clinic, uh, Tessa, the other PT who yeah. works there, had a flat tire, completely flat tire. And she was going to call AAA, but her AAA had expired. So Uh-oh. we just told her like that, let's just go out and change it. I didn't change a tire. And I think it was 10 years ago I changed yeah, a tire. It's been a long time. So for me, I was actually excited to do. I was like, oh, cool. I get to like Sharp learn this yeah. life skill again because. Yeah. It's really, unless you work in a car shop, it's not a life skill that you want to be running into too often, yeah. but you know, it was, yeah. it was fun to do. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot easier than you think it is. Yeah. It's yeah. not that intimidating. It's yeah. a fun little thing to do with two, three people together. And it was actually the most fun we had during that day and it was sunny outside. So it was great. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So going back to what are the trends saying? Um, let me ask you guys a question because e-bikes are such a big thing. Would you mm-hmm. ever buy an e-bike? Would you ever own no. one? Would you ever have one in your quiver? Wait till I'm 80. Wait until you're ready. How about you? Well, Matt? so I, I mean, I'm older than Evan, and I will oh, say, God, yeah. <laughs> here's the thing: you're, you're saying wait till I'm 80, but it might be more like wait till you're 60. But yeah, I mean, or maybe it's wait till you're 50, or wait till you have that knee problem, and whatever it is. I would buy one now. I, I would buy one <sighs> now. I would buy it. Like no, I would go I and buy one tomorrow. And the reason being, yeah, okay. What if you just want to go putts around? What if yeah. you want to run to the grocery yeah. store and you don't want to get all sweaty and you just want to be outside? Like, when something. you get on your bike, can you tell me? How many times do you get I would commute angry? on an e-bike. Yeah. I, I would commute on an e-bike. I would e-bike, use it yeah. to run all of my errands. That's a good idea. You're, okay. You are fast enough and strong enough that you could do all of those errands <laughs> without sweating. Because <laughs> how much how much power did you put out the other day? I was, I was about to say, first off, that? Jake shouldn't be allowed to get an e-bike. Yeah, we should got, make rules on e-bikes, and Jake's not allowed one. So. Have you guys ever ridden an e-bike? <laughs> the e-bike would slow I you down. I have not actually ever Have you ever ridden an e-bike, Matt? I've got a true e-bike. 
Okay, the yeah. first time I, I got on one, before I got uh-huh. on it, I'm like, man, this is going to be a gimmicky thing, yeah. whatever, blah, 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 blah. I got on it, and there's not is too many fun? other times that I had a bigger smile on my oh, face. God dang like, it. I was hoping you weren't going to say that. you're like, oh my <laughs> God, I'm still pedaling. I'm still getting a workout, but man, I'm hauling butt right now. Yeah. Going up this hill is like effort, effortless. Yeah. This is awesome. Yeah. I would love to okay. have that just for sake of like, if I need to go to the grocery store. Yeah. Or if I had one, and my wife wanted to go for a ride with me, I could put her on that thing yep. and she can go ride side by side with me. Yeah. That would be fantastic. Yeah. And I, I guess I guess if I'm 60 or 70 and I just retired, I'd kind of want to ride my bike yeah. for a long, like long rides and get some good sure. views. So yeah, not a bad idea. We don't live far. Like if there's no traffic to get to downtown Portland, 35 minutes, right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. More times than not, throughout the course of the day, the bridge traffics, the the, the arterial traffics can be, get crazy. You can go from 35 minutes to an hour and 35 minutes. Yeah. The infrastructure for cycling here in the the greater Portland area is fantastic. I it mean, is. they've got all of their pathways. Some they've of the got the road the signs pointing yeah. you in the right direction, yep. and the whole the whole shoot match. So, so an e bike could be faster. Sure. Absolutely. So, what if you wanted to go downtown with your wife to go to the Apple Store to pick up your new phone or something like that, yep. and you would just want to like make it a fun little date to go ride bikes, and you're on an e bike, and it's effortless. Not totally effortless, but right. it just could be fun. How much fun would that be if you could still get down there? And, and no joke, it would take you about 35 minutes. Yeah. 40 I, minutes. I, I agree. Yeah. So especially this time I of year with just, the, the great I, weather too. I have to just change my mindset. This is going back to the conversation we talked yeah. about, like how specific I am always with training and everything. Is yeah. My mindset is always very much as soon as I'm on the bicycle that it's, it's work. It's work, okay. yeah. it's work time. I need to change that. Yeah. With that and think, just don't think about your workouts. Think yeah. about... How many times would I rather ride a bike than sit in my car? Every time. Yeah. Especially unless this it's, time of unless year. Unless it's pouring rain or yeah. snowing outside. So <laughs> there are a lot of people that are picking up on this. Um, yeah. And it could be like, I don't know if I necessarily need to be putting like a you know 12-year-old kid on an e-bike. You know, yeah. I don't need them flying all over the place and whatnot. But anybody who's a grown adult, I think that an e-bike could suit yeah. them in a multitude of different ways. And it could be a great way for you to go out and get a bit of exercise and be one less car on the road. Do you know what would be really cool is if they could come up with just even like a light licensing process for it, but then also really start promoting it. Because, I mean, to, how many people in your average community cannot afford cars? A lot. And how many people does that prevent them from getting certain jobs? I work with patients like this where the bus system, it takes them, you know, yeah, pe- pe- people will say time. like, oh, go get a job. Well, it's hard for somebody who is, let's say, comes from a homeless background, sure. does not, you know, can only use the bus. That can be an hour and 15 minutes sometimes yeah. to get somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Now, that whole licensing thing and, and collecting yeah. money, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, I would, I would be true. okay with that if I yeah. knew that government wasn't going to take that and, you know, misappropriated this is the problem if i knew that 100 of my proceeds were going to cycling infrastructure Mm -hmm. cycling safety cycling related things sure yeah yeah, i'd be willing to pay and you could and you could get these bikes that can go between that 25 to 35 mile an hour range and that's how they commute to work in the vancouver area yeah i mean so and right now with bicycles if i'm not mistaken the federal law is that you do not need a license if the bike does not go electrically assist over 20 miles an hour yeah so you can make the bike go faster but you cannot have e-assist beyond that 20 miles an hour thing threshold 20 miles an hour that's that's mm-hmm. pretty that's pretty cooking i mean when we can did you turn our into race results for that license <laughs> can you say like well you know jake has been mixing up in a couple sprints of pir be like okay here's his license there you go <laughs> so um i i don't know i just think that there would be a cool and i'm thinking again going back to like the netherlands everybody rides a bike yeah there. and the difference between here in the united states and say over in europe is everything is so much bigger here and everything's it's so much more apart. spread about yep. spread. Yeah. i mean we don't really think about it because we're here but if you go over to europe and you look around yep. you don't have to go a long ways so yeah. 
you know, go ride like five or 10 miles on your bike. That's a big day. You know, yeah. for us just to get to downtown Portland, you're talking about a good 20 yeah. mile commute. So, but yeah. think about it. If you got a bike that can go 25 miles an hour, sure. let's say, and you can commute. So 25 miles an hour into South Portland, if you live in Vancouver, yeah. that is an hour and a half commute by car. Yeah. If you're, if you're hitting traffic sure. times, sure. use that bike, use the paths that are in the infrastructure there. You may cut down your commute time. Like you said there, which is awesome. Yeah. All right. P- to play devil's advocate here. Oh boy. <laughs> I love doing this. I think e-bikes are expensive. I think they are. They are. They're too they expensive, are right expensive. Now. They're three to five thousand dollars. That's a lot of money. Too expensive. I mean, right now. you can buy a car for that. Yeah. Yep. I think though that that market is emerging. The um, somebody's going to undercut it. They, they well, can, they're going to be more competitive. All of the manufacturers, yeah. just about all. I'm not going to say all. A lot of the manufacturers are putting them out there, and mm-hmm. as the market becomes more and more saturated, there's going to be more competition, and the prices will come down eventually. Yep. Um, I hope so. Because yep. I think they're good. I th- I think we all agree that they're a good thing to have. I mean. You know, purist cyclist, sure. No, that's not exactly, you know, their target market. But I, I, I love the idea of being able to ride with yeah. people that aren't necessarily, like, able to crank up to 30 miles an hour sure. on marine drive. Yeah. And I think know. that it's just the, the, as more time goes by and, and more people start to dabble with them, folks, if you think that they're a bad thing, go down to a bike shop and just go take a test ride and tell me that you mm-hmm. didn't have fun. It, it, they're, they're literally that fun. I rode my first yeah. one. It was probably five or six years ago, maybe mm-hmm. even seven years ago. It was a blast, and I, I really, I, I'd love to get back on one. And I've thought about maybe, you know, bringing him one from uh, BMC. They've got a what's called the Alpen Challenge, which is kind of like a little, looks like a little city bike, kind mm-hmm. of like a hybrid bike. Um, I know Cannondale makes like three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and BMC actually makes several of them as well. Oh, really? Okay. So maybe we need to bring some in to play with them. Oh, I would play. Yeah, I would play. That'd be hilarious if we had a team ride all e-bike. Oh my god, yeah. Dialed dialed (laughs) e-bike, forty mile an hour. They have e-bike categories now. Um, I know that, like at Sea Otter, they had the the, an e-bike category for mountain bikes, so that was kind of interesting. Uh. You know, and (laughs) Cannondale, Cannondale makes them as well as BMC and a lot of the manufacturers that mountain bikes that are all mountain bikes with e-bike systems in them, which. Um, the very climbs. very yeah. low very low center of gravity so they corner really well um oh, but you can climb really well too because you got the e-sys yeah. so that's kind of fun all right yeah. um one last thing on this topic because i don't want us to run too late here oh, yeah. um i'm gonna go back on what matt was saying in terms of like the whole um, automated car thing yes I, i'm looking forward to that and i Me really too. hope that they push the envelope on that and they push mm-hmm. it and make it more mainstream sooner than later because i think that a big thing is just safety in general and keeping mm-hmm. traffic moving and getting people off their phones and, yeah. and out of the driver's seat and let the car take care of it. I really hope that um, from what I'm reading and seeing that this stuff continues to progress at the rate that it's mm-hmm. it's at because I think we're right on the cusp of um, it being be a big safe, explosive safe, safer for bikes long yeah. term. Absolutely. There will be, like Matt said, um, a, a, a period of time where it's going to be super unsafe to be out there. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be pushback because people are so used to being the one driving the car. But I love driving a car just as much as the next person, but man, how nice would it be just to oh, kind of sit back and like, look oh, out yeah. the window and not have to worry about traffic and let everything be automated and, and you're going to get wherever you're going to go in a lot faster yeah. because it's going to be automated and, and optimized and whatnot. Um, and cars aren't going to be hitting bicycles yeah. or kids or other cars. That would be, be fantastic. Yeah. So um, I'm really hoping though that it's not one of those, like we're going to have to hope and pray that it's like after not after our lifetime that this stuff all becomes more mainstream and, and it's figured out i'm thinking that technology is increasing at a rate and people are putting lots and lots and lots of money into this and betting on the future yeah. i'm hoping that it's a much more truncated amount of time yeah that this is going to be a problem so matt Agreed. you were saying 10 years 
That's that's my theory. That's so your over under. That's my guess. Well, I mean, here's the thing. It's like, so Barrett's your oldest kid. You know, yeah. He it's one of those things where it's like, and when he's in college or whatever it is, he might not need a car because yeah. you could do an automated car system like through Uber or whatever it is. Yeah. And if Uber has self driving cars, then you just order one up. Yep. Have it take that's, you where you want to go. That's kind of where they're saying that the future is going with cars. It's because they, be, they are going to be expensive when they start, just like yeah. e bikes or yeah. whatever else. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, just so we don't get hit by cars. Yeah. Uh, be fine with me. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You guys have anything else that you want to um, talk about on that topic? Why That's bicycles uh, futures no, look so good. bright? Yeah. I, I, just go ride a bike, guys. Yeah, um, everybody take a friend out there, get everybody out there riding bikes, and you'll understand that there are just so, there's just so much upside. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, you're going to crash. You're going to get some scrapes, and you might get hit by a car or something like that. Um, th- mm-hmm. Those are the downsides. But for all of the, the, the cons, there's so many more pros. Just mm-hmm. go out there and experience it. So. All right, let's jump into one last thing. Evan. Uh, I am leaving yeah. Thursday morning to head out to Chattanooga, Tennessee, one Good. of my favorite cities in America. So you probably won't be on the podcast next week. We're going to see. Oh, I need to look see? away where my re- when my return flight is, but I'm pretty sure I'm not going to make it back in time. Okay. okay. I may be on a plane during it. You could just be Jake and I. <laughs> That's going to be the best podcast <laughs> no, ever. I think Lance might be back, but then he's le- turning around leaving again to go oh, to okay. Europe or something like that. Yeah. We can have Jackal. a guest on. That'd be a good week to have a guest <laughs> yeah. on. Yeah. But yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see what time I'm getting back. Um, yeah. Uh, it'll be my second pro race of the year. It'll be good. It's for a you. big field. It's got like 45 guys, I think on wow. the start list and some big names with a big, hopefully middle group. So good. So maybe, yeah. Yep. So you're leaving on Thursday. This will come out on Wednesday. Yep. Maybe once you get it figured out, like um, that's the website, Matt, you sent me to last time so we can watch the live race results. Mm-hmm. Will that be an option for this race? I, I yeah. can link that up for everybody. Don't worry. I yeah. think that that'd be fantastic. Yeah. Some people Absolutely. might want to watch how yeah, things are going along for you. Yeah. I know I was yeah. having fun watching it. So yeah. yeah. Iron Man does a great job of the live tracking stuff too. They do so a pretty it's, good it's job. good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I it's, agree. it's going to be a, it's going to be a heated race for sure because there's the, the swim is down river. Mm-hmm. So there's not these big gaps in the swim. It's kind of close together. So when you hit the bike, it's, I mean, it's basically a bike race from what I've heard. And then Honestly, everybody's just dead on the run. It's so. a good course for you. Yeah. It's a good. Course I really can't pick a much better course. So yeah. We'll and, you're, see. and you're fit. That's the and good you're news. Sw- and you're swimming well. You got all the pieces of the puzzle. Should yeah. we take bets on what place we think Evan's going to finish? Ooh. What place do you think you're going to finish? Out if you had 45. to put your, finger, yeah, put your finger on a number. Perfect race. Top. Oh, I'd love to say 15. Per- if I have a perfect race, like nothing goes wrong. I'd love to say top 15. Uh-huh good like a really good race would be top 25 i would love to be just top 30 good i need to beat 15 guys okay because i was 15th out of 24 last time so i beat nine guys last time i'd like to be like you know okay be be at least in the top (laughs) two-third matt do you want to take a wager on that or are you going to just let him roll with that i i think it's great for you to i i I will say ninth place oh my god i would need to be beating some i'll i i would need to put down a good run (laughs) yeah you would you would you would i just think you're ready for this one this is you know it's a good course for you it's gonna be hot it's gonna be hard on everyone there's gonna be people that are just cracking like eggs if you're patient and you watch those people crack you'll be you're gonna do great yeah yep what do you think? Oh, geez. If you go higher than ninth, I'm, I'm out of here. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I'll, I'll, I'll see my lucky number in baseball was 16. I don't there just say go. that. I, I like I've that got number, no yeah. rational reason to say if I, if just, I come back here and I was 16th place, I would be yeah. happy as a clam. Yeah. That, that was would be akin awesome. to somebody picking a football or basketball team based on the there fact that go. their yeah. color was purple or green or something. College like basketball that. brackets. Yeah. Uh, That'd be cool. Speaking yeah. of, did you get, there was like some basketball game on the, yeah, somebody like Portland. The, oh yeah. They scored like the, the I, winning goal and someone went to the Super Bowl and something happened in that game. Score all the points. The first Western conference finals for the blazer since 2000 that's kind of wow. cool yeah mm-hmm. i'm yep. not a basketball fan and i'm not yeah. a portland fan by any means because I, I just don't really follow basketball closely and i grew up and was always around like the lakers when they had all uh-huh. their, their rings and oh, i was yeah. never a laker fan but i was always kind of like watching from the periphery like oh that's cool you know because i had a lot of friends who were fans yeah and it's the same thing here like there are so many people excited about it's the fact cool that the blazers yeah. are going to the the quarterfinals right mm-hmm. is that what yeah. it is? So, uh, uh, the 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 uh, the Western Conference, the Western Conference, Western so, Conference yeah. semifinals before the final. Like yeah, they won the pennant and they're going to the Super Bowl. Exactly. Yeah, it. couple touchdowns. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, we get some hate mail now. <laughs> we will. So no, it's been cool to watch that and just seeing yeah. people get excited. And I, what's really funny is I like Chris Handel. He's always his. Um, is he a big Blazers fan? He's a huge Blazer fan. Yeah. So you'll always see him like watching the game, but he he'll zwift and like afterwards he'll get oh like, I have seen those. get all angry at them for a way that they were playing to the season and he just got this big diatribe in his his whiff title. So. Yeah. It's kind of funny to see that happen. Cool. Matt, one last thing. Um, I, you know, I think, let's see, I'm really excited to watch Evan's race coming up. Mm. Um, I'm sure I'll post some videos this week. Um, I'm going to post a video about the Vivo Active 3 watch. Oh, yeah. Like a, a little unboxing of that. I like Talk it. about that a little bit. Sweet. Um, Vivo yeah. Active 3? Yeah, it's called the Vivo Active Three. three. Gotcha. They have so they have three versions of that. They have a Vivo Active Three, Vivo Active Three Music, and a Vivo Active Three Cellular version. Yeah, which no one needs. Nope. But um, <laughs> I've the, got the music <laughs> one, and I'm even on the fence whether or not you need the music. Yeah, I mean, how many times yeah. do you are you out and about without your phone? But anyway, so, so the question with that is like, yeah. is this a good triathlon watch? Mm-hmm. Spoiler: It's not perfect. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I've been wearing that watch for it's a great watch about yeah. ten months now. Yeah, so, it's a great yeah. watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, my one last thing is I'm going to be going out to PI Oregon tonight. There you yeah. go. Round on two. the fence, whether or not I'm going to be racing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, woke up and not feeling 100%. Uh, I need yeah. to get on the bike, though, at some point in time today because I got a little streaky streak going. Yeah. Yep. Uh, today will be ride number 13. Oh, uh, 13 days in a row. Good streak. Nice. My goal, I didn't really t- tell anybody this, but was to ride every single day of this month because it is National Bicycle Month. So, National yeah. Bike Month. Get out yeah. and ride your bikes. I will yeah. uh, at some point in time to get on a bicycle, but I'll definitely be out there at PR watching my son race tonight. He's super stoked. Oh, my um, gosh. He averaged last week a whole mile an hour faster <sighs> than the week prior. At that rate, he's going to be saying the hour record on the track here coming up. <laughs> I don't know about that, but I mean, he's, he's nine years old. He'll be 10 in June, and he averaged 15.2 or 15.3 miles oh, an hour. Awesome. And he hit a max speed on a flat course of 21.6 or 5 or something like that miles an hour. That's wow. pretty stinking good. That is. So, um, Has he not hit the pacing thing yet? Does he just sprint? And he's like, oh, I can't hold that forever. Dang it. Well, <laughs> I think like, he just, there is a spot where he comes around. I mean, it will like go up and down just a couple of feet, but I think yeah. he caught a little tailwind coming into it and got excited got by jump to speed exactly yeah. so <laughs> that's cool. um but yeah i'll be out there watching him and that maybe awesome. maybe pinning on a number for myself so there you go we'll cool. see yeah uh mr lance we missed you today bud yep. hope you have a, a great family trip in lance moab, lance and moab. Yeah. <laughs> evan wish you all the best at your race this thank you weekend. guys this yep. should be a lot of fun matt looking forward to watching your video and sure. maybe we'll have to connect on a ride sometimes oh that'd be lovely yeah, good times mm-hmm. um everybody you guys thank you so much for listening we appreciate it we will see you next week bye for now Thank you.